Welcome to DaVinci's Discourse, where the minds of today's most innovative entrepreneurs are unveiled and explored. And my name is Kyle Campbell, your guide on this journey into the depths of the entrepreneurial psyche. So sit back, relax, and get ready to dive into the minds of the greats. This is DaVinci's Discourse. Peter Cimarroni, or Peter Cimarroni, depending on where in the world you are. <laughs> right. If you're, if you're in North America, it's Cimarroni. If you're in the uh, European Union, it's Cimarroni. Cimarroni. Ah, so, che cazzo. <laughs> oh, me che cazzo. Merda, merda. Right. All right, man. So oh. let's get right into it, brother. Why don't you tell us a little bit who you are, what you do, and who you do it for? Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, we uh, started this agency. It's now morphed into a best practices company, Palladium, uh, PalladiumEdge.com. And we started back in the late 90s as the in-house agency for a product that I developed and uh, invented with my brother-in-law and my sister. And sadly, we lost my brother-in-law five years ago, uh, Dr. Jimmy Guerreri. Love that man. Oh, man, love him. And it's a big hole in our family. Uh, that said... We invented a product called Cough Pops, Cough Drop on a Stick. Some of the articles are right behind me. And we took that from kitchen table to international distribution. We were in um, every uh, state, 50 states, Canada, Mexico, um, a lot of the uh, Middle East. And uh, we were in every major box, Target, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Walmart, you name it. Um, no shit. We were in it. Okay. Yeah. Right and on. we rented for eight years. We sold it in 06. Huh. <laughs> we did a nice. Yeah, we sold it to a PE firm. So we did that. Okay, right on, man. So if we were to talk about anything yeah. today that would help an entrepreneur the most, what would that one thing be? Yeah, figure it out, right? Whatever you think that you're going to see, um, you're, you, it, it, there will be something different. No shit, yeah. Uh, sometimes it's the unexpected. Yeah, right. You know, so, you know, the biggest, uh, the biggest, and, and, you know, we just talked about this off air, the algorithms that are constantly flowing at us, the yeah. speed. Now, Moore's Law is, what, 14 months, 13 months. It used to be 18 when I was your age. Uh, so the speed of technology, the speed of processing. And then they, you know, they they got you, right? So the algorithms, when they change it. I remember when LinkedIn first came on board, right, Kyle? Every, every other day was a new algorithm. We were like, hey, stop it. You know, you're trying to help us. We're trying to help you, you know. <laughs> yeah, help me help you, man. Why you keep fucking me? Right? <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, I know, you know. I know. Yep. You know, so anyhow, so so I think <clears throat> figuring it out, you know, having that intestinal fortitude mm. and that intellectual, you know, the social EQ, that intellectual EQ to just be chill and realize shit's going to happen. Yep. Figure it out. You'll get there. And if you don't have to get there, in their time you get there in your time or vice versa sometimes you get there in their time you know so it really is a it, it's just really a, a a daily piecemeal kind of struggle that ends up becoming zen because you figured it out mm. that you're going to have to figure it out hey i like that that meta yeah the way i think about it is if there's a problem you've only got the problem because there's a solution and so no matter what Thank problem you run into, there's going to be a solution. Um, you know, it gets difficult when you're talking about, um, you know, death of family or, you know, these kinds of problems. But sometimes sure. the solution is just changing your perspective on it. I mean, it's all we can fucking do sometimes. Right. But uh, I like yeah. to think about it like a like a gate. And the gate is is really an illusion. It's a problem that we're facing. But in actuality, uh, since there's always a solution, the gate is an illusion. Uh, so that's the way I think about it, man. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Palladium? Because I'm curious. Yeah, and, and just to put a bow on that, you know, quantum thought, right? So the gate is there. Mm. You're already through the gate. In the future, just bring it into the, into the present. Mm, yes. So time is, you know, time is uh, is malleable, right? Mm. You know, it's yeah. not linear. If you if you really understand time, um, which I we, don't. We, we, yeah, <laughs> which well, I you know, we know. try to compact it into a linear thought process, right? Naturally. It's just not. It, it's the way we, as as you know, inf, you know, as finite beings, try to understand mm. the infinite. You know, so mm. that's uh, yeah, right. You know, so Dude. okay, I'll get into that. Oh man, that'll take an hour. Come <laughs> back to, but we could that talk rabbit about hole that all damn day. <laughs> right, still exactly. never get to the so, core of it because there is no core. There's there's just a poof at the middle. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's all vibration. It's all vibration. So <sighs> that said, uh, palladium. We try to bring some great vibrations. 
Uh, you know, ah. from my generation, the Beach Boys, 1966, Pet, Pet Sounds, one of the greatest albums of all time. Anyhow, that said, mm. what we bring is we look at companies and we triage them. And Kyle, we find out what's right with them, what's not so right with them, where do they want to be and why and how mm. fast. And then we bring that solution or that hybrid solution or that entire strategic master plan to the party. And then we engage it and we execute it. So we're really a triage engagement and execution company. And that could be anything from a singular, uh, you know, uh, a la carte, one solo solution to some type of a hybrid solution to a full blown strategic master plan from taking a company from, you know, zero to 60 or to have them get ready to be acquired or for them to acquire companies or them to find capital to expand or to get line item efficiencies or top line growth or at the very, at the very, you know, end of the game valuation growth. Mm, okay interesting so how do you go about finding what's wrong in a company to triage it so you know what to fix deep dive we really get naked with them we really engage you get with naked them. with them <laughs> we do we get them naked expression. all right all right yeah, yeah fair enough you know i come from that sport right blood time you know wrestling wrestling is a very honest sport mm. you cannot hide you know and so it's all merit-based too so i ask i bring that same methodology and that same mentality to these engagements. And I said, don't hide from me because you're hiding mm. from the truth. Mm. If you really are honest and genuine with me in these, in these questions, we'll find out, look in the mirror, look in the mirror. Okay. Find out what you're doing. Great. What's you're doing not so great and what you're doing really bad. And let's get rid of the not so great and the bad and get to the great. And then you'll get to where you want to be because we really want to understand their vision and why they're not getting there. Okay. Yeah. So you're trying to find out where they are so that you can bring them to where they want to go. Kind of like the A and B point on a map. Yeah. Or A to Z, right? So it depends on alpha omega or if they want to get to A to, uh, a to delta. If so, there is a Z, man, I don't know. You could think of Z as as the ultimate death. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know what? Well, look at what you're talking about, though. You you really really are talking about bringing them from where they are to where they want to be, uh, moving right. them through the time. You know, going back to that, uh, moving them through the, the space time continuum. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Well, you know, the, the oh, thing shit. that we just went through. You know, we had a company get a revenue event and it was a pretty substantial revenue event where they exited. But I know, I know that there is a very real possibility that they'll end up rebuying that company mm -hmm. because the people they sold to are incompetent uh, and they'll buy it at a discount. So when you think you have an end, maybe not, maybe mm -hmm. not. And I've seen that happen where people have taken more bites of the apple after the fact. Case in point, Boston Chicken was bought by McDonald's, okay? They failed. I think McDonald's also bought Chipotle. Oh, really? They failed. Hmm. Yeah. I look it up. And I think Chipotle rebought it, right? Oh, no shit. And then hmm. took another bite of the apple. Yeah. So and you've seen that and there's there's tons of those. Oh, you those know, things. like think about Steve Jobs. I mean, he got kicked out of Apple and then yeah. literally took another bite of the apple. <laughs> right on, right on. Yeah, because next, which was his computer company, didn't do so well. Yeah, but he came it. back and and he, you know, listen, he's our Da Vinci, right? Created the iPhone. I mean, think about how many businesses the iPhone put out of business, huh. from the radio to the camera to you name it, right? Yeah, so. no shit, man. All right, well, let's go back to. Uh, I'm curious about the triage. How you go into that? Because you you said that you ask a series of questions to get naked with them. What are some of those questions? Yeah. You know, what if I were to to talk about it in terms of my company or a company that's uh, owned by an entrepreneur listening to this? Uh, how what would the questions be to start to to begin that that getting naked triage process? You know, so I asked this, and it and it's a little bit of a trite question, but I I dig deep into it, but what's your culture? I don't like to use the word culture, but there's really nothing else to ask. You got to say that so that they get their heads around it. But really, what is that communication structure, style, stream? How do the people feel about being there, right? Mm -hmm. So if I, have, if I have people that can't wait to get to work, which I'm that way with my, I couldn't wait to get up today. I, I was looking forward to talking to you, looking forward to getting on the emails, looking forward to getting my, my phone calls, you know, I love my team. I love my products. I love my services. If I, and, and I, I'm pretty sure that my, my team feels the same way. 
if they're not feeling that, we got to get to the reason for that. Mm. So mm. that's number one. How do you treat your people, right? right? How do you treat your customers, your clients? How do you treat your vendors? How do you treat your, your service providers, your service? You know, so like, how do you treat your attorney? How do you treat your accountant? How do you treat your bank? How are they treating you? Right. So all that treatment stuff, mm. we ask first and foremost, and then we ask for about your processes and then we get into the line items and we find so much fat mm. or incompetence in those line items. It's unbelievable. So okay, unbelievable. So let's get into that. And first of all, it comes back to um, finding how you treat yourself. So that way you can treat yeah. others in the way that you want to be, uh, you know, in the way that's most effective. Um, okay. Let's get into the line items. Uh, well, let me ask you, let me, let me, let me take a little bow on that as well, because a lot of people and more people than not really have self-loathing mm, Yeah, and self-love is just exponential. So, and here's where, here's where I think Infinite. I can, yeah, right. Here's where I can drill down. So confidence comes from love. Mm. Arrogance mm. comes from fear. And so when you think about the arrogance, when you have arrogance, that's you're afraid of what people think of you. So you brag, you overcompensate, you overcompensate. Right. And when you have confidence, you love not only yourself, but the people that are around you. So you're confident about what you're saying, Mm. what you're doing, how you're behaving. So that's, I think the big difference. Right. And so I, I drill down into that. And in that, in that deep dive, we find out, really what makes up the individual that's leading the company. Okay. And then maybe sometimes we just have to take a pass because they may be unfixable at that time. Nobody's unfixable, but they, they can be unfixable at that time. And we are very time jealous. I really, really can't waste time. And I'm because I'm 66. So (laughs) I didn't like to waste time at 36 or 26, but I really don't want to waste time at 66. Yeah, man, you're 66. Shit, dude. I thought you were like 45. God damn. (laughs) God bless America. God bless America. (laughs) God bless America. (laughs) Great country. God bless Canada. Hey, man, right on. Amen. (laughs) There we go. Um, But dude, um, so so as as you were saying about the line items, is that what you're talking about next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we were to start with line items, where should we start? Well, okay, here's one that we can provide immediate cash flow, cash, found cash too, is the accounts payable. We have a solution without hardly any cost of engagement to us. We can monetize your AP. We can show you how to make money, make money out of paying your bills through our MasterCard platform. And just there, right there, we can add value, tremendous. And all of that drops right to the EBITDA, right to your valid evaluation. Mm-hmm. And think about that. If we can drop, you know, let's say a $50 million company, which is a small to mid-sized mid-market company, we could we could easily drop a million dollars in a calendar year or fiscal year, whatever, however you're structured, to you without literally with no no cost up front. And it's a, it's a seamless transition. Yeah. Through your IT department. Seamless. Okay. So I'm more so talking about how an an entrepreneur watching this would be able to look at the line items within their business and be like, okay, so here's the fat. How do I trim this fat? So why don't we walk through something? Um, I'm curious about what you just said though, but we'll move move on because I I want it to be as valuable for the, the viewer and listener as possible. Um, well, that's immediate, immediate value. Everybody, every company can, can, because they get they engage that AP solution, and they're immediately cash flow on a company that on a, on a, a line item and a source that's been a traditional cost center for okay, them, so and they how, can also how do you reduce. Do that, then? Well, because you engage our system, you engage our payable system. I see you will reduce that. you will reduce your AP department, so you can eliminate, hmm. you know, a position, repurpose that. We don't like to eliminate positions, but we like to repurpose it. Okay, for profitability and you're going to make money so you're going to save money on a reduction of human capital and you're going to make money on found capital by those rebates that are coming by paying the bill through the mastercard platform bingo Mm. on fat we see a lot of fat a lot of fat particularly now because it's a hard market on your property and casualty insurance on your health care insurance right 
people are literally looking at those line items traditionally and not asking their service provider to do some work. And so what we do is we typically find a 20% reduction on the healthcare insurance if you engage us. And on the property casually, we'll find either increased coverages, coverages that they missed and flatten out that process or flatten out that price or we'll reduce their premium. Interesting. How do you get in contact with you? Ladymedge.com. P-A-L-L-A-D-I-U-M-E-D-G-E.com. Man, you got that radio voice going on. <laughs> you got that. Right I can up. picture I'm you on the radio. Right on. <laughs> yeah, as long as I don't have a face for radio, I'm good for that. As long as I don't have a face for radio. Like I said, brother, you look 45 to me. Shit. <laughs> right on. Right on. Oh, man. Love it. <clears throat> All right. So we've got past that. Why don't we right. move into um, how you go about getting clients? Because this is called the marketing podcast. So I'm curious about how you go about getting clients. What, what's your process look like for, for new clients and then converting existing clients into giving you more money? Yeah, so what uh, my, my motto is, and I coined this 30 years ago, when the message meets the experience, mm. that's when the magic happens. The experience. The message, when the message meets the experience, magic happens. I so, like and I, I, and I believe in PR, right? So the difference between advertising and PR, if you distill it down is advertising is me telling Kyle that I'm great. Well, you may or may not believe me, right? But if Kyle's mother tells Kyle that Peter Cimarroni is great, big difference. Mm. Trusted third party source. So we love that PR. We love people talking about us in a positive way. That's why the podcasts have been a very valuable tool for us. Mm. Obviously, you're doing it as well. So when we get these, we get these clients or these business owners or these wrestlers that are now business owners on talking about how we elevated their lives or improved their lives, it's a big difference. And we send that out. So we send the podcast out, number one. Number two, we look for we look for additional opportunities engagements through current clients because the cost of new client acquisition is far greater than existing business or extended business or or you know or getting wide and deep in a client as opposed to going to get a new client and then ultimately we do the great outreaches we are big on linkedin we're big on email i hit the phones every day mm. I, you know i love i, I still love, love that yeah. Um, you know, I did that. I started my business when I was 26 years old and now 40 years later, I'm not, there's no difference in that phone regimen for me. I make 25 to 50 calls a day if I, mm-hmm. if I'm in the office and I'm not on, on meetings. So it's really those things. And then we do a lot of, um, philanthropic work. We're involved with, uh, organizations here like the greater, greater Cleveland wrestling coaches and officials association. I was the past president for the past three years, got him through COVID Mm-hmm. Um, I was one of the founders of Wrestlers and Business Network, which is now 60,000 members strong with a former athlete of mine from Beechwood High School. So, um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm big with, uh, we did a lot of work with the March of Dimes over the years. Um, and it was interesting because I did that in 98 uh, and 97, 98. And my last child was born in 98 and she had to use uh, sadly, when she came out of the uh, birth canal, she uh, aspirated meconium and they had to intubate her and they punctured her lung. Mm. And so the research, uh, and, they had, and they had to shunt her and they put her in the NICU for nine days. And so I never, I didn't, I didn't get to hold her for, until the 10th day of her life. But if we didn't have that research from the March of Dimes, which was weird because, I, you know, I didn't think I was going to have a baby that needed it. It was, it basically saved her life. So sometimes things, you know, kind of come together, right? They come around like that. Eh? Yeah, yeah it's interesting how that works. The whole yeah. time thing, how it's already yeah. happened. It just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Um, so. Yeah, interesting, man. Interesting. So uh, you, you said you use LinkedIn. Um, what's yeah. your process on LinkedIn looking like? Well, we're 20, we got 20,000 plus uh, connections. Yeah, you use automation at post. all? Pardon me? Automation at all? Yes. Yes, we have a, a automation drip campaign. Nice, okay. Um, through InMail. Nice. Um, 
but we do a lot of content. So like my latest content was go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I'm about uh, teaching people how to treat you. Mm, teaching people so, how to treat you. Yeah. Yeah. How, how the so, hell would you do that? Well, if I don't like the way I'm being treated, I tell them. Okay. And I tell them, this is how you're going to treat me. Mm. This is going to treat me because I'm not going anywhere unless you're celebrating me. Why would you engage me? because i am celebrating you how how exactly do you tell them this is how you're going to treat me like tactically speaking let's say uh, you're not liking how you're being treated in a business situation how would you go about making that change if the stakes are high the stakes are high i have one right now where I, i've engaged a pe firm and i told the the founder of the pe firm because we're raising capital for my food company if you don't communicate with me within 24 hours, I have to find another PE firm because I'm not reaching out to you superfluously, mm. you know, frivolously. I'm reaching out to you with intent to move the ball down the field. And if you're not doing that, and if I'm an if I'm an uh, if I'm an irritant to you, I don't want to be around you. I need to be I need to be you know front and center. Mm. And if I'm not we'll find somebody who's going to be front and center. As a matter of fact, I've just done that. I got a guy who is excited to be our PE firm. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. And I want to let you know that I've got a free book that you can get if you want to tap into more of these resources. And you can get that for free at kylesbook.com. Back to the podcast. Interesting. You do that over the phone? I guess you do because you're a big phone guy. Well, I, I sent the email to delineate everything, you know, so I died. Interesting. You I, do that over email. I memorialized why we're not, we're not happy. Mm. Okay. Mm. And then I called them and I said, I said, dude, this is, this is where we're at. I mean, I don't get it. You know, I don't get what, you know, if, if, if you're aggravated about my communication skills, my, my, the way I do business or whatever, I don't want to be around you. I, I want to be around you. I mean, fair enough. You're looking for those right fits where you're celebrated, yeah. uh, not tolerated. Yeah. I get you. Exactly. I get you. Okay. Interesting. All right. Let's go back yeah. to the marketing. Cause I'm curious about your LinkedIn campaign. Uh, you said you're doing an in-mail drip campaign with, with, with LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. let's say I'm looking to market a product or service. Yeah. Where would I start when it comes to, and I've got the automation tools, let's say, where would I start sure. in terms of creating that drip campaign to, to market my services? Well, find out what that nugget, that content is, what you're valuable, what you're deliverable, right? How do you do that? We find out, we ask, what okay. you, you yeah, know, ask. why, I like why should we hire you? Yeah, why should we hire you? Mm. I mean, why should anybody hire you? You know, what do you deliver? Oh, you're talking uh, about hiring, you got a drip campaign for employees, for, for onboarding. No, what I'm talking about is if, if a client comes to us and they ask about the drip campaign, is that what you're asking? Oh, no. I'm talking about if I want to market my product or service, um, how would I go about setting up drip campaign to to get that that uh, that product or service out to the market through LinkedIn automation through InMail? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna send a, uh, um, an inquiry out to somebody that wants to hire you, <clears throat> that's what no, you're no, asking. No, no, no. As an entrepreneur looking for clients, using that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so oh, so yeah. You're so looking somebody to hire you. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to be clear yeah. because a lot of people use LinkedIn for like job searching up applications. That's sort of no, thing. no, no. I'm talking about. I got it. you. I see what okay. you mean. To so, hire so you Kyle as an Campbell's, agency or yeah, yeah, yeah. Hire you as an agency. So you. yeah. So so what's your deliverable? You know what what value besides being a marketing agency or an advertising agency or or a digital agency? Yeah. There's a lot of them out there. Well, yeah. what separates you from the rest? You know, and why? And so what's your, what's the why that I should hire you or the, or what, what is mm -hmm. what you ultimately can provide for me? Because that's really the only reason I would hire you. You know, I mean, I like you. Okay. But you know, I like a lot of people. <laughs> what can you do for my business? <clears throat> you know, what can you do for my business? Right. Okay. And so you got to have to identify that, but more importantly, you got to ask the question. See, the problem that most people may, uh, most people have is they provide the solution without even knowing if there's a problem there. Ah, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, if I'm, if you go to the doctor, you go, Hey, take this pill. What the fuck are you talking about? Take this. I didn't pill. even tell you what my problem was. What do you mean? Yeah. Take the pill. Take yeah. the pill for what? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like, what, what are you doing? You know, ask the question. So <laughs> we, yeah. So the drip campaign, we do, we ask questions. 
Interesting. Okay. So what are the questions to get that? You're asking questions to get the insight of what they need, so how to position your offers around what they need. So what do those questions look like? Are you, are you happy with your current state of, of business? Are you happy with your current employees? Are you happy with your current processes? Are you ha happy with your current outcomes? Mm. You know, are you, are you happy with the state of your company? So somebody replies, no, then what? Then we go, well, what's making you unhappy? Mm. Mm. You know? okay. And then we find that out. They go, oh, okay. Well, we have something that yeah. I think you may find compelling. And we use that term a lot. Not convincing, yeah. compelling. Compelling, yeah. Yes, um, I like that. Or does it make sense for us to talk to you? Or is it appropriate that we talk to you th about this? Mm. So, so there's a the tacit question approval. you ask there. You, you're yeah. asking for approval to sell them. And so they, so they, you know, if it makes sense to them, if it's compelling to them, if it's appropriate at this time, we've got a timing issue, we've got a need issue, and we got a solution ready to go. Mm, interesting. So you get everything you need, and then how do you deliver your pitch? We uh, love to do that in person. In person, okay. So or over yeah, the phone, know. if they're you know across the country or world. Correct. Uh, if we can get in front of them personally okay it's far better than on the phone or via this technology uh, i mean so this you're talking about super thing, high tech uh super high ticket so you're you're talking about flying out to them is that absolutely I, yeah no shit eh? absolutely what's your average ticket sale price we we get engaged for low to mid six figures nice ah, right on yeah. yeah well you know think about it when i first started we were in a lot of consumer goods and retail and back in the eighties, Kyle, most mag, most uh, campaigns were easily in the six, low six to mid six figures, even in Cleveland, Northeast Ohio. I remember our first client was waterbed imported. It was waterbeds. Okay. <laughs> waterbed <laughs> you still got yeah, the waterbed emporium. <laughs> waterbed I'm telling you, and they had a $750,000 budget in 1987. Wow. Huh, no water digital beds. water beds. I mean, there was obviously no digital because the internet basically was nation at that time. And so there was no email, no videos. It was all TV, radio, print, billboards, bus cards, mm. direct mail, you know? So uh, that shit was expensive. You know, I mean, what I can do is. on my iPhone, right. I had at, back then I had to have a 2000 square foot office filing cabinets, a secretary and a half. Mm -hmm. I had a, you know, I had an art director on staff. I mean, a videographer, it was expensive, expensive. And I could do this, you know, now with a thousand dollar phone. What is exactly your, your offer that you're offering to clients? If you had to put it in an elevator pitch. If I had to put an ele elevator pitch, vision, mm. reaching your vision. Mm identifying yeah. that vision, identifying where you are and helping and you get there. Yeah. Mm. So where do you want to be and why and how fast? And that's what I'm saying. That's your vision. So I really want to get into their heart and soul and brain. Right. So boom, 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 right. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. Boom. And that's really, that's really where, and that's where my coaching comes from because, you know, I, I never coached you to be second in the state, but you know, ultimately if you're third in the state and that's, all you got, you're my hero. If you leave, leave it on the mat, that's you're my hero. So, um, or if you, or, or if you just to make the varsity squad, that's the best you can do. You're even my bigger hero. You know what I mean? Cause I, I a lot of respect for people that put that strap it on and go out on the mat, you know? Uh, but the, at the end of the day, I really want to understand where their dream is, where their vision, where their goal is and where do they see themselves? Even that alone is a massive service because people don't put enough thought into that. First of all, it's difficult if you're doing it on your own, but if you've got somebody there to help you find that vision and then to help you map out the track to get there, massive difference yeah. between doing that alone and doing that with somebody that can see the the label from outside the jar. You know, we get so caught up in, in the subjective experience, whereas somebody can come in with the objective and say, look it, you're missing this. You can't see this because you're inside the jar, but it's right here. And so yep. that can be a massive game changer for a lot of people. Um, yeah, deep stuff. Big time. 
Yeah, huge. And huge. I'm doing it right now with my food company. Right now, I've got a phenomenal team that's adding so much. I mean, my chief marketing officer came up with a beautiful logo and design and name. And, and just, oh, my, I'm so blessed to have this guy. His name is Kyle Obendorf. Phenomenal, phenomenal talent. So hmm. when it comes to finding out that vision, mm-hmm. what are the questions that you ask to find that vision? What is keeping you from getting where you're at? Mm. Do you see it? Do you feel it? Mm. Are you living it? And so if, so when I, anything I've ever accomplished, I've already felt I've done it. Ah, you get that feeling. You get into the experience before you live there. Yeah. You live yeah. into it. Mm. Yeah. You know, I got a, I, I won't share it with you, but I got a really big personal goal that I want to keep in my heart and my mind only at this point, <clears throat> although I'm putting it out there, you know, but um, I'm already in it. I'm already in that that mm, thing mm. i can see it you, you can know feel i it. can see it yeah i can see that the things i'm doing with it you know mm, yeah you see and the so at the, right right and so that's what i do uh and i've got phenomenal talents to bring in you know we have a we have a customer service expert a client service expert uh internal service expert that we have on as as part of our 1099 team, if you will. His name is Frank Vivaro. He's, he's fucking awesome. Awesome. I had him in front of a guy who's got some issues with his brother. They're uh, two brothers running this really successful tech company here in town. And he's the younger brother and he owns 49%. The older brother's 51%. And he just got a lot of governors on this younger brother. And we had a really heartfelt lunch last uh, last month. And Frank was just phenomenal. And this guy was not not in tears, but emotionally moved by what Frank could bring. And I'm thinking to myself how blessed I am to have this talent sitting here, being able to bring to this guy who I love. And he calls me coach. It's really cool. You know, uh, he was a former wrestler from another another um, high school back in the day. And uh, we talked and, and Frank is a former wrestler from one of the greatest teams that ever existed, Walsh Jesuit High School, which just came out with a documentary and Walsh at the time was ranked number one in the country. This is the nineties when Frank was on that team. So it's pretty cool stuff. Wow, man. No shit. Okay. So when it comes to building a team like that, I mean, uh, having that, that you got that emotional grab on these guys, you know, like they're, they're family to you. You you would agree with that, right? They're family at this point. How do you go about building a team like that? You know, how do you go about building that family? You know, it's about, shared values oh yeah okay but also uh, you know i have a, i have another guy on the team who aggravates me a lot because he questions a lot of stuff mm, but he's so needed need you need that yeah he's that you know he's that irritant you know because you think about a pearl a pearl was created by the irritant of a piece of sand that got into a clamp mm. you know so so he's my pearl <laughs> yeah 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 pain in the ass but it helps you shine in the ass but you know what he made us so much better over the year i just think about all the stuff he's asked us to do or, or like what? You know, give me an example of the qu- kind of questions he asks to be that irritant well you know he, he asks he goes well here's the here's you know he, he's he's our big um investor deck guy he created investor deck he goes well wh- what are you talking about here's th- this doesn't make any sense for our pricing where are we going to go to get better manufacturing? How are we going to improve our distribution network? Mm. What are we going to do to improve our supply chain, our re- restocking? You know, what's our cost for uh, for warehousing? All that, all this stuff. You know, so he asked a lot of lot of good tough questions, and and I went out and provided the solution. Ah, uh, yeah. So you need you need somebody like that in your team. That's uh, that's one of those. He he's a polarity responder when it comes down to it. He's looking for what's wrong with this picture instead of what's right with it. And you need that synergy yeah. in in your team. Um, when it comes to building a team like that, uh, you know, what are some tactical steps that you can actually take to 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 build that family out? Well, you got to figure out. You know, I I look back. Um, Reagan was a great president because he knew his limitations. 
Mm. He, around, he surrounded himself with fantastic people in silos that had immense talent. You know, you could not uh, drive down the Berlin Wall and, and topple the Soviet Union if you didn't have phenomenal people that understood how to do so, right? And then drive a great economy internally, how to do so. So when you look at that, and I think Clinton did the same thing in the 90s. Um, you know, we have to surround ourselves with people that have divergent talent and you have to hire adults and let them do their job. And then ultimately it's your responsibility as the CEO of the company to take responsibility for their actions, good, bad, or indifferent. But you hire people that are competent adults and let them do their job. How do you know they're competent adults and that you can let them do their job? You do the best you can due diligence wise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, best fair enough. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're always going to make a mistake. I've made mistakes, you know, Man. but you learn from that and you fail forward. You fail forward. You learn mm. from your mistakes. Even when you it know? feels like one step forward, two steps back, you're still moving okay. forward, man. You know, you're making okay. progress because, uh, you know, yeah. now you know what not to do. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I believe in that mistake acceptance culture, but only one time. Only one time. The only thing I will not have, I, I have absolutely zero tolerance for is unethical behavior. Yeah. You're out. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. You got a story for me in terms of ethical behavior that's been uh, compromised? Come on, give me some dirt. Give me the bad shit. Oh, man. yeah. What you got? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it's been a quite a while, but when I started my first ad agency, my partner had a Coke problem. Mm, right. And I've never, I've never touched a drug in my life. Um, and I like, I never thought drugs would touch my business. Right. Mm, mm. But, uh, he was highly successful in the retail space. He brought a big client in and he wanted to become my partner. Well, at the time he, he didn't display any issues with, you know, his drug addiction, but within a year it reared its ugly head. And I had, to, I had to, you know, cut ways and it was expensive because he owned 25% of the company. But I uh, couldn't tell him. Out, that. Man. Mm. Yeah. And then I had a about seven or eight years ago, I hired a young guy, probably like mid to late 20s. And um, he also had an oxy issue, uh -huh. but he was clean. He was clean. He had been clean for three years, but he never, you know, he never shared that he had an oxy issue. Right. And so I hired him and he had a phenomenal year, phenomenal year. So I gave him a, a pretty big bonus. Uh, in the middle of December of that that year, I didn't see him for two weeks. He went on an oxy binge oh, out yeah. in L.A. Uh, yeah, and so I found that out, and I I gave him a severance the next day. Mm. Yeah, tough shit, so, man. Yeah, I've struggled with addiction yeah. myself, man. It's uh, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. Uh, I look at it, it as a, it's, it's hard, dude. It's a hard thing. You know, it's more to it yes. than the choice of it. There's a there's underlying trauma, traumatic issues that go into creating addictive tendencies. And uh, totally, yeah, totally. And so here's where here's where Kyle, I'll be I'll be extremely raw with you. If you would have come to me on December fourteenth before I gave him, even even December fourteenth, I would have given him up that much, you know, grace, right? Before he got that shock on the 15th and went on the bender, I would have been, let me get you into hell. Let me get you into rehab. Let me get you into stuff. But he wasn't honest with me. Mm, right. You see? Yeah, well, and so that's the core, that you know. Well, look, at the end of the day, whether you have mental illness or addiction or whatever, you still have a core personality. Yeah. And if your core personality is to obfuscate, right, or to become the victim, mm. you can't have you around yeah, because then that shit rubs off, you know. No, I feel you on that. No kidding. Mm. What are some yeah. some patterns you've noticed in employees and team members that that kind of were red flags looking back at it, so that we can avoid the errors that you had to go through? Well, again, victimization mm, can't have that, right? Yeah, can't have that around me. You know, okay. self-loathing. Yeah, I don't want that around me. Mm. Entitlement. And then entitled. Well, entitlement is pervasive today. So you just got to tap that down. Um, <laughs> really? No shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we live in a very, very, very comfortable time of history. No kidding. 
you know yeah. so people get pissed um, off when their amazon package doesn't arrive within one day and then it's like oh the, the world's ending you know <laughs> well, I mean, it's like are you kidding me first world problems on steroids and I yeah can't, huge you know? man huge, huge. So, okay so what are some other traits well self-loathing entitlement uh the victimization yeah yeah at the end of the day if anybody lies to me mm. you gotta go mm. you gotta go and so I'm, I'm looking for genuine and transparent and, and, and I don't like to use the word transparent cause it's overused, but, but just dudes, be honest with me. If you're struggling, I'm going to try to help you. If you're, if yeah, you're, I can tell. Yeah. If you, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to put up a facade, I'm going to see through it. I mean, I'm not a kid, you know? I may look younger than I am. <laughs> you still got that kid attitude, though. You still got that playfulness to you, like a kid, but you know, yeah. you don't have that naivety. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I love, and I love my peeps, right? I love, them. No. yeah, no, love shit, my, man. love my crew, you mm. know. And so I do anything for them. I mean, blood time, right? You know. So at the end of the day, I, you know, I do anything for them, uh, but you got to want it too. Mm. See, I believe in the platinum rule, Kyle, not the golden rule. Do unto others as they wish to be done unto. So you have to be listening to them. You know, I have a great marriage because I listen to my wife. She says, sometimes you're not actively listening. I go, okay, let's improve. Show me where I'm not. Tell me where I'm not. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop that. And that carries over into your, into your business. Yeah. And to dealing with clients too. If they tell you something's wrong, you're not arguing with them. I like that, man. You, you're not arguing with her saying, oh no, I am actively listening. You're saying, no, how can I improve this situation then? And yeah. that ties in with clients too. If you find out that somebody's got a problem with something you've done, or you're not getting the results that you promised, then you ask the question is, okay, first of all, you take responsibility for it. Second of all, you say, yeah. okay, how can I improve the situation so that you're not just trying to pass the blame onto them? Oh, you should have done this differently or blah, blah, blah. You're talking about, how can I improve it? You know, how can I yeah. fix it? Well, if you, if you tried, you know, if you tried to validate or defend your position and sometimes it's indefensible, you look like a fool. Mm, yeah, true. No shit, man. Yeah. 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 If it's indefensible too. Yep. I deal with that with my fucking girlfriend, man. Holy fuck. Sometimes <laughs> she'll be so goddamn wrong, <laughs> but I could just, all I could do is just sit there and say, okay, well, you know, it's all I can do. Some people yeah, are back to personality, man. Some people are more agreeable and disagreeable than others, you know, and okay. it's just part of that core personality. It is what it is. Something you got to accept. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the, <laughs> the good thing about being where I'm at now in my life is that way more than when I was younger, people will listen because they know I'm coming at, at it with heart, Yeah, you know, with, with a kind heart. Mm, not with that you facade, so, the, the true kind yeah. of heart. Yeah. And so if, you know, like I had, I had to um, part ways with uh, my four-year producer because uh, for my podcast, because he just wasn't up in his game and he was, and I gave him plenty of time to do it. And ultimately, he wouldn't he wouldn't return the call to say, look, I want to talk to you about how we could work together, you know, year five. It's going to be a reduced role, but I want to work with you. But he, he had that fear and that inability and youth, you know, to step not up to call. The plate. Step up to the plate, man. Step mm. up to the plate, you know. Mm. And it breaks my heart. It really does that way because I love the kid, but. He's got to learn a hard lesson, hard lesson. Otherwise, and sometimes you, do. you don't become a man, you know, you, you stay, yeah. stay a little boy, like, uh, uh, not Robin Hood, but, uh, Peter Pan, Peter Pan, baby. Yeah, exactly. I won't grow up. I don't want to go to school. Yeah. Yeah. Just to learn to be a parent and recite the golden rule. Yeah, look at you, man. <laughs> You're a fucking rapper over here. <laughs> I know, bro. <laughs> All hey, right, let's wrap it my, up with that, my, dude. What's up? Yeah. One of my favorite songs is Kid Rock. You Which never one? met a mother off effort just, just like me. 
that song. I told you, man, you got that old school rock star vibe to you, baby. I told you that. (laughs) You quoting all these all these rock stars, man. I fucking love it. I love it. Uh, All right, let's let's close it up with this, brother. Um, when it comes to um, AI in the future, because we've gone into the past, the present. Let's move it into the future a little bit. How do you think that AI is going to affect your business moving forward? Well. Currently, it's agnostic, right? So it's the hands of the user. Yeah. And it's a little overhyped, but boy, it's not going to be down the road. Same thing like EVs, mm. right? Mm. EVs overhyped, but eventually we're going to figure it out. We're going to get yeah. better. I mean, just think about the internal combustion engine 100 years right. ago. Yeah. It sucked. You know, <laughs> no it sucked. Shit. But man, it got better and better and better and better and better. I mean, think yeah. how great these cars are today, right? And so at the end of the day, it's about how you use it and how you engage with it. And so utilizing it right now as a a speed tool, an intellectual tool, it's a tool. Yeah. We have to look at it that way. Now, if it becomes sentient, oh, different story. There's a whole different Uh, story. Yeah, yeah, man, I I wrote a book book called Benevolent Capitalism and I talk about it. Oh, no Uh, shit. When when did you write that? What's that? When did you write the book? 2015. Wow. So I wrote about AI then because no Kurzweil kidding. was talking about it. Yeah, Roy Kurzweil was talking about it and some of the other guys about the singularity of 2030. Mm. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're projecting that 2030, it'll become um, sentient. And then we have a whole new kettle of fish. <laughs> no it, ain't, it ain't gonna be a barrel of monkeys. We don't but, know what um, happens there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I think right now it's a tool and yeah. like any ag- agnostic tool, whether it's a, you know, a gun or a computer or, or, a or a blender a hammer could be used for good or bad. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Technology. Think about it. Technology hammer was a tech was one of the most cutting edge technologies in the history of mankind when it was invented, you know? So the wheel, you know, uh, TV, the phone, internet. Yeah. The internet, you know, yeah. all that. So and all at the end of the day, had an infantile stage, like the way AI is right now, you know, and then they move up to a near perfection and they keep getting closer sure. to that. And I think that's what's yeah. going to well, happen with it, this. Yeah. I mean, if you read about the invention of the printing press and books, the religious uh, community said it was the devil. If you read books, you were reading the devil. Even though the think Gutenberg first printed the Bible. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly. And that's why they did it. They were smart. Ah, interesting. That's it was a marketing move. Who was the greatest, one of the greatest marketers of all time? Christ. Ah, yeah, true. He's touched more lives right. than almost ever anybody that, you know, we can think of in today's age. No shit. Yeah. And then you got greatest Buddha. marketer. I love that, man. That's hilarious. Huh? I'm going to think about that later. That's a, that's an interesting line right there. Well, I mean, line up with Buddha and Muhammad. Yeah, no shit. You know, those three, they touch what six mm. billion lives, and they were fucking marketers, so, baby. Holy shit! Look yeah, at that. Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. Huh. Yeah. So, uh, it's about the message, but it's also about the dissemination of it. So, AI will help you disseminate messages. So, use it for good. To friends. disseminate the messages, because right now most people are using it to help create the messages. How do you think it's going to help disseminate them? Well, it'll speed up the dissemination of it through the social media platforms. And you know that machine learning and AI and 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 the social media platforms are going to merge together. You know that. That's right, gonna, that's right, coming. Right. Yeah. You know, well, so if you're, yeah, I mean, if you're it already, creating uh, it already is. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. So if you're you know, so if you're creating AI generated content and then you're you know spiffing it up a little bit because you're getting 80% of it or 85% via chat GPT or whatever you're using. And then you put your spin on it and then you're creating videos through the AI yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, platform. Yeah. Well, well, dude, we're, what we're doing right now is we don't even have to put a little spin on it. We're creating books. AI created books, 100% created by AI with zero spin on it whatsoever. And these things yeah. are fucking beautiful, man. They're stunning. I had a client the other yeah. day who we created a book for tell me that he cried reading his story, the way that the AI was able to tell his story. He said he cried yeah. reading it. The AI was able yeah. to bring out that emotion in him. I mean, like yeah. shit, man, the, the quality of writing we're getting out of it right now is 
unbelievable. You know, there's a lot of these detectors that will will tell you if it's generated by AI or not. And our creation yeah. is getting by these detectors with 0% AI written. They say 100% that was written by a person. No, nope. you know, zero human well, input, except for the- Yeah, and so, and so yeah, right, and so- Transcribed. So, so you have that, right? And so it depends on how you use it. Yeah, that's the tool, man. And it uh, depends mm -hmm. how and how sharp you want to make it. You could have a you can have an axe, but I want that thing to be razor sharp so I can cut that tree as easy as possible, man. Make sure I'm cutting the right tree too, which is a whole other story. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. Dude. Well, dude, you're, anything you're, you're, what's up? You're very, you're a very wise young man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think uh, it takes one to know one. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, from a not so young man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, man. 46 birthdays next year. You'll get there. <laughs> Your lips to God's ears, my brother. Your lips to God's ears. Well, you, you know, yeah, I think it's Ray Kurzweil, isn't it? That's saying, um, well, the, 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 the potential of, of man becoming, um, you know, hundred years old, like the year that man can become 200 years old is only 10 years away from man becoming a thousand years old. You, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, you got, you just got to hang in there. Just got to hang in there. Just got to mm. hang in there. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know, man. Sometimes, uh, whew, imagine living a thousand years. <laughs> you know, Islander. Imaginable right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, shit, you'd amass a whole bunch of wealth. That sounds like fun. <laughs> you can do a whole bunch of good, a lot of playing around. Um, yeah. you got to do yeah. something with your time though. That was what that would look like. Hell man. So yeah. dude, as we wrap this up, brother, by the way, there's my book, Benevolent Capitalism, right above me. So. Benevolent Capitalism. You can find that on Amazon? Yes, you can. Beautiful, man. Yes, Beautiful. Can. When did you write that one? Was that the 2015 one? 15. That was a 15, yeah. 15, okay. Yeah. All right, man. Anything I should have asked you, but I didn't? No, brother. Well, you know what? Ask me um, about um, my future. Mm, okay. So tell me about what's coming, man. What's in the pipeline? Avocado goodness, some of the best guacamole ever invented, mm. some of the best breakfast and brunch spreads, some of the best chip dips, all based in the avocado, all incredibly healthy for you. No preservatives, 100% organic. And uh, it's, I'm just gonna, this is gonna be my legacy, brother. Really? This is gonna no be my shit, man. Can yeah. You, can you yeah. buy it right now? We're close. Okay. We're real close. Yeah, real close. We're, we're we're shooting for January to be on the shelves in uh, in uh, search of the Super Bowl. Obviously, just before the Super Bowl. Oh, right on, dude. So you're replaying so, what happened in the '80s with your uh, your other um, product like that. With cough pops, actually, that was in the '90s and 2000s. Oh, so okay. okay. So yeah, but so you, you, you got the playbook because you've done it before. You know exactly what to do with it. Yep. Hmm. Yep. Yep. So we're, yeah, we're excited, but with that. I, I keep saying this is my Colonel Sanders moment. Colonel Sa Colonel yeah. Sanders. 65, dude. I think he was 65. 71. 71. 71. No shit. 71. Yes. Yep. Man. 71. Colonel Sanders. So I'm ready. Oh, dude, I'm ready right it. now at 66. Let's go. I love it. You got to ship me some, man. I love guacamole. Come on. Give me this. Give me some avocado. You got it, Kyle. You got it. <laughs> ship it all the way up to Canada. Come on, baby. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll drive it up there. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Shit, man. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll hit the bars together. I love uh, it, man. I love it. Well, dude, yeah. it's been an absolute fucking pleasure. I love talking with you, man. Um, You know, anything love you want to leave process. us with? Any yeah, man. I appreciate that, dude. Anything you want to leave us with that, uh, you know, spit some, spit some last minute wisdom at us or are we good to go here? Yeah, I'll tell you one thing that I tell a lot of my wrestlers, particularly when they make the state tournament, look around and drink it in. Mm, Just it, drink man. it in. I love it, man. Oh, no matter what stage you're at, there's a, you know, that Ferris Bueller quote, um, life moves pretty fast. If you don't look around once in a while, you could miss it. <laughs> drink it in, babies. Drink it in. Love it, man. All right, dude. Yeah. You take care, brother. Peace. All right. I hope you enjoyed that podcast episode. And if you want to get a free copy of my book, go to kylesbook.com and you can get a copy there. I'll talk with you soon.